This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. We want to hear from you. As a Daily Drive listener, your feedback is important to us. Please take our short survey about your listening preferences to help us improve your experience with automotive news podcasts. The survey will take about two minutes to complete. Just go to autonews.com slash podcast survey. Again, that's autonews.com slash podcast survey. We appreciate your help and look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, July 21st, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News here in Detroit. And I'm Callan Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, why hasn't the UAW endorsed President Biden's re-election campaign? Fiat Chrysler loses its case to block U.S. sales of the Jeep-like Mahindra Roxor, and the recent heat wave in the U.S. is cutting into the driving range of EVs. Plus, could AI be an effective way to remove bias from the auto lending process? I think that when we look at AI, it's much more black and white, and you're able to say, hey, we can test whether this is bias or not. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. The UAW is upping its pressure on the Biden administration in its bid to win Washington's support in talks with the Detroit Three automakers. Industry executives and analysts say part of that strategy includes holding off on endorsing President Joe Biden's re-election campaign. The UAW's new president, Sean Fain, traveled to Washington, D.C. this week to meet with lawmakers and make the case that the union's demands are reasonable. Fain gave a slide presentation to lawmakers as he argued workers' compensation has not kept up with soaring automaker profits. The presentation came a day after the UAW opened talks with General Motors. Fiat Chrysler has lost its longtime bid to block Mahindra and Mahindra from selling the redesigned Roxor off-road vehicle in the U.S. That's after claiming the Indian automaker copied the design of its Jeep Wrangler. This week, the Eastern District Court of Michigan ruled that Mahindra can keep producing, selling, and distributing the post-2020 version of Roxor in the U.S. The court denied Fiat's request to apply the safe distance rule on Roxor. Recent extreme heat across much of the southern and western U.S. is reducing the range of many electric vehicles. That's according to data from Recurrent, a Seattle EV battery and range analytics company. Many EVs experienced significant declines in range as temperatures rose, and some suffered a 31% plunge when temperatures reached 100-plus degrees Fahrenheit. But recurrent CEO Scott Case says using air conditioning in hot weather still has less impact on battery range than heating an EV in cold winter months. The rule of thumb that most EV drivers, I think, had was uh, they're a little more afraid of using their AC because because of range anxiety, and they thought, well, I, I can't, I shouldn't be running this. I, I need to sweat it out to, to to preserve range, and it's actually not as big of a thing, <laughs> put it that way, as uh, as as sort of like the the heating situation in the winter. Case says vehicles tested at temperatures lower than 100 degrees saw a range loss that wasn't as high, with an average of 5% reduction at 90 degrees and 2.8% at 80 degrees. Owner satisfaction in new vehicle design and performance has declined for the second year in a row. That's according to the 2023 J.D. Power U.S. Automotive Performance Execution and Layout 
or appeal study. Overall satisfaction is 845 out of 1,000. That's two points lower than 2022 and three points lower than 2021. Frank Hanley is Senior Director of Auto Benchmarking at J.D. Power. He says this is a first in the survey's 28-year history. It's the first time in the study history that we've had two years of decline in a row. You know, that's never really happened before. You know, the industry definitely is not headed in the right direction right now. Nine of the 10 factors in the survey saw declines this year. The outlier is satisfaction with fuel economy, which is 15 points higher than it was in 2022. Anley says that increase is likely due to lower gas prices. And Jaguar Land Rover veteran Adrian Mardell will be the company's new CEO, a role he has held on an interim basis since November of last year. Mardell has worked for JLR for more than 30 years in financial roles. He also served as chief financial officer. JLR says Mardell's appointment is for a three-year term. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, Sean Fain met with lawmakers this week and has held off on endorsing President Joe Biden. Does this give the UAW negotiation leverage? You know, it's hard for me to say because this is such uncharted territory, uh, but clearly he's got a strategy. And, you know, there were some questions given his lack of experience in the leadership of the union, how prepared he would be for entering these negotiations and, of course, finishing them. Uh, but he knows, you know, the White House wants to be involved. They've got Gene Sperling on the case, and he wants to get their support uh, to make sure they get as much as they can out of these automakers. Hey, he's trying to play chess, not checkers. Can't be mad at him for that. Coming up, lender and consumer biases both have an impact on the auto lending process. We'll hear from someone who says AI might offer solutions. That's next on Daily Drive. Your service check-in process sets the tone for your customer's entire visit. Do your customers wait longer than five minutes to check in for service? Are your advisors presenting upsells to every customer every time? How often is the opportunity for a trade appraisal missed? When your service drive gets busy, these inefficiencies directly impact revenue. Give your customers the option to handle the entire check-in process themselves, from appointment scheduling through final confirmation in under two minutes. Customers have the experience they want while selling themselves, which means your advisors are freed up to focus on profit-producing activities. It's a win-win for CSI and your revenue. Introducing a smarter service lane, GoMoto is the self-service kiosk designed to grow your business. If you're ready to start increasing revenue, improving the customer experience, and maximizing service efficiency today, visit GoMoto.com. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Bias in auto lending happens when an automotive dealer and lender make decisions related to a loan, denying credit or imposing non-standard terms for reasons other than the borrower's creditworthiness. Some in the industry think artificial intelligence could be a solution to this problem. Jessica Gonzalez of Informed IQ spoke with senior editor Dan Shine about the issue of auto lending bias and how she says AI is working to solve it. Hi, Jessica. Thanks for joining us today on the FNI Friday edition of Daily Drive. Thank you so much, Dan, for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for being back again. You've, you've been a guest before. We appreciate you being on again. I want to talk about lender bias, dealer bias, and how big a deal this might be uh, right now. You know. Getting loan is getting tougher. Things are kind of tightening up. How 
common, I guess, would you say would, you know, lender bias is how, you know, common is this in the marketplace right now? I think we all have to acknowledge that there's bias, you know, throughout, you know, our personal lives on a daily basis. And the first part is acknowledging that there is bias out there. I think, um, you know, most of us will have bias. So I think it's about 90% higher um, that lenders as well as dealers, anytime you involve uh, a human decision that there's going to be some element of bias. And what kind of forms can bias take? Is it is it uh, race, religion, region? Tell me some of the factors that this where this may kind of come into play. Sure. Um, so, you know, confirmation bias, somebody that has a low FICO score ends up um, having a difficult time paying their payment um, and they perform badly on their loan. So then you said, hey, I thought they were going to perform badly and they end up performing badly. Um, maybe you had a bad experience in a dealership before and you said, hey, they didn't treat me well. They marked up my deal um, and I ended up getting a loan from a, fr- a credit union. So now I only go with credit unions um, because, you know, they have a better interest rate. Um, so there's consumer bias, there's lender bias, and there's um, also you know dealer bias. Um, there's projection bias where somebody can say, hey, I think that it's going to be warm and sunny. And then ultimately it is warm and snap sunny. And so you feel like, hey, that that uh, is true. So I'm always going to feel that way on a Monday. Right. Um, and so there's there's many types of bias out there. Um, there's certain biases that you can fix. And ultimately there's not. You can just monitor some, ensure that there is um, strategies to protect the consumer, the lender, as well as the dealer. And it doesn't necessarily mean if there's bias, you know, you may not get a loan, you still may get a loan, but maybe the terms or the rate is not as good as somebody else who they maybe view more favorably. Exactly. Um, and we've all seen the stories of, you know, the looming disaster that is AI and it's coming to take over the world. But in this case, you kind of say that, you know, it may be AI is a, is a good thing here, and that it, it can maybe strip away some of the bias that it may be inherent when humans are involved. Talk a little bit about how AI can you know, maybe balance the field a little bit. Sure. So, so yeah, like, you know, human bias is out there. Um, it is inherent in all people. You're going to have bias based on, you know, your culture, how you grew up, um, the environment. I think recognizing that is the first step to, to it being able to um, improve bias um, because we're people and we have egos. It's more difficult for us to even imagine that we have some negative connotation associated to us. So I think that when we look at AI, it's much more black and white and you're able to say, hey, we can test whether this is bias or not. We can understand the mathematical um, derivatives. We can understand if a model is performing well or if it has bias within um, documentation, credit scores, as well as model risk. We can look at data elements from a contributory database and understand whether we have bias within those um, models. So because of those elements, we're able to track the data in a more cohesive way and ensure that we're doing right by a number of standardizations. How common is AI in decisioning these days? Sure. So right now, the top 10 lenders um, that we support actually have um, utilizing AI in auto decisioning and auto funding. Um, if you can see from you know Credit Karma to um, instant approvals online in dealer portals or pre-approvals, you'll see that auto decisioning is quite often um, utilized within all kind of between personal lending, credit cards, and very prevalent within the dealer realm. So this is, you know, hopefully a, a, something that is improving and again, you know, removing bias. And, but it's also, you know, a win, a win for the consumers in that they're, you know, maybe tr- obviously then treated more fairly, but it's also can be a win for, you know, lenders as well. Exactly. 
um, getting you know digital transformation, it really helps um, bring transparency and ultimately to avoid bias. We want the consumer to be very well aware of you know the operations and something that you know from the consumer perspective has been a pain point of being able to say, hey, I, I hate walking into a dealership. I felt uncomfortable, especially um, within lower economic communities, you really want to make sure that you have that control as well as the transparency. So advocating for yourself, getting a pre-approved loan in advance, um, understanding what your credit score is, utilizing those factors like the credit karmas of the world so that you can see what your options are, um, makes you really empower you to make decisions on your own behalf as well. And it's great because my next question was going to be, how can consumers you know, kind of empower themselves? And you just answered it. <laughs> well done. Very good. <laughs> Well, listen, Jessica, it was great uh, chatting with you. Uh, interesting stuff about AI and you know, helping to kind of reduce lender-dealer uh, bias. Uh, so thanks for your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Dan. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Karn Dingra and Molly Boygon for their reporting for today's podcast. And a special shout out to Paul McVeigh of our sibling publication, Automotive News Europe, for his contribution as well. You can get the latest news on auto finance and insurance, UAW talks, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back on Monday for a conversation with Audi's head of marketing and sales, Hildegard Vortman. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.